Welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Podcast. In this episode, I am going to be talking about gold. Gold and silver investment. Now, full disclosure, this is not something that I'm currently investing in, but something that I'm really interested in. So I want to talk a little bit about it today and talk about some of the pros and cons of investing in gold and silver and perhaps which of the two is is the best place to put your money. As ever, this is not financial advice, just my views uh, based on the research that I've done. I am hoping in the future, uh, I've got a few people in mind that like to come on the podcast and, and discuss this in a bit more depth, people that are very active in this market. So we uh, we will keep an eye out for those episodes coming forward. But in the meantime, here's my take on gold and silver. Now, obviously in this podcast, we have spoke a lot about the concerns of the fiat currency system, the currency system that exists in the UK and uh, across most of the Western world, where in the 1970s, Nixon took the US dollar off the gold standard. So it used to be backed. Every time they issued currency, there was a certain amount of gold that backed it in the safes in the bank. That system fell in the 1970s, and as a result of it, now currency is issued as effectively debt. It's issued based on the backing of the government that, that issues it. And most of our governments, certainly in the UK, are massively insolvent, trillions of pounds worth of deficit. And that leads to concern over currency. You know, we're seeing massive inflation at the moment. Anybody with money set in the bank is losing at least 10% a year on that cash. If you are not looking at investment strategies, your money is deteriorating quicker than you could imagine uh, in this current economic environment. So the question really around the faith that we have in in the monetary system, um, we spoke recently with uh, Declan Kelly from Crypto Glasgow about alternative investment strategies moving away from having cash in the bank and looking at things like Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies. Uh, Gold and silver can be another alternative type of investment when you really don't have faith in in the government and the cash system, and you're looking for somewhere that is backed by a tangible asset, ultimately an asset that is a limited resource, and and that's a lot of how, uh, as we spoke about in that last podcast, Bitcoin was structured on the basis of a gold type asset, the premise of Bitcoin was structured, albeit digitally, on the same concept of gold, that it has to be mined, that there is a limited volume of it, and ultimately in the long term that was deemed to be an effective way for a currency system to work, so they implemented it digitally through Bitcoin. So gold was really at the foundation of the the structuring of, of that cryptocurrency, and ultimately leads to the question of you know whether or not gold in and of itself is a good uh, place to start with investing. So let's let's start on gold uh, and then we'll talk a little bit more about silver uh, thereafter. So gold is, is generally seen as a good way to diversify away from an investment portfolio. Now investment portfolios are generally based on stocks and shares if you're looking for a higher yield Uh, you're looking for more of these equities that have the opportunity to grow much higher, they tend not to do so well during periods of economic uncertainty. Periods like now where where we're into serious inflation, interest rates increasing, economic, uh, we're not in a recession officially, but, you know, economic growth is very flat. 
goal tends to do very well in in that situation. So it can be a really good hedge against potential reductions in your investment portfolio during periods of market fluctuation. It's also seen as a, a safe place to put money. You know, asset. You know, when you look over a long period of time, gold has always gone up. And I'll talk more specifically about the numbers in a little bit, but it's it's generally seen as a, a safe haven. Again, especially during times of economic instability, and we could be going through a period of geopolitical change, economic uh, volatility over the next two to three years. There are a lot of complex factors that have led to where we are just now with inflation and the economic conditions, such as COVID, mass printing of money. There is the uh, war in Ukraine. We've now got um, additional um, fighting in Israel. Um, We've got Brexit and and all the mess that that created economically. There's a lot of factors that have fed into this economic situation that we're in. It's very complex and it's unlikely to resolve in the short term. And I always kind of say that I feel like we're now really just paying for the full extent of the 2008 crash as well as all of that because interest rates went down so low so quickly after the 2008 crash uh, that only now in the last 12 months starting to really hike up and that's us now paying for the effects of that. You've got generations of, of, of people like, like myself in their late 30s that have only ever known low interest rates as adults uh, and it's it's affecting people significantly just now. So there, there are a lot of complex factors and, and in that sort of situation, gold does relatively well. It's a really good hedge against inflation because if you look historically, it, it has gone up over the long term significantly and, and covered inflation over that period of time. It's really liquid as well. You know, if you're investing in something like property, you'll realise that to realise the cash that you've got in an asset like property is a long and slow process, whereas holding, um, you know, uh, gold, it's very transferable, it's very sellable, you can realise the cash very quickly. People like the tangibility of gold and the fact that they can physically hold it, they can store it, uh, and and that leads to to significant benefits. It's globally recognised, it's not something that only certain states are recognising the value of it, gold is globally recognised. So I think there's a few really important points from a VAT perspective and tax perspective on gold as well. So if you are investing in gold products from the likes of the Royal Mint, um, like gold sovereign coins, those are protected from capital gains tax. You're not going to have to pay any VAT on on the acquisition of, of those uh, coins because, because they're seen as legal tender. So, so it's very tax efficient to invest in and things like that. Gold also has a status investment grade gold is protected from VAT, uh, which means ultimately you can buy it. You don't have to pay the 20%. You've not got that initial investment loss due to, to, to VAT. Um, there are obviously other types of gold that aren't investment grade, that aren't um, coins that are backed by the Royal Mint that you are going to have to pay VAT on and, and there's tax implications. But it's very easy, depending on the type of investment you do, if you're investing in physical gold, to, to, to make it very tax efficient. In that situation, it can almost become like an ISA, you know, where, where you're, you're protected from having to pay tax on the gains that you make over a period of time. 
if you invest correctly. So that's kind of a, a brief overview of, of gold. If we look at gold from 1986, where the value of an ounce was about £273, fast forward to 2023, the value of an ounce of gold is around about £1,600. That equates to about a 4.8% year-on-year growth rate, CAGR, compound annual growth rate. It's a pretty good return, solid. On average, it's outstripped inflation. And, you know, it's maybe not as high as the likes of the S&P 500 or some stocks and shares, uh, you know, uh, funds where you can get 10% plus in that same time period uh, annually. Um, but it is deemed to be more kind of safe, solid, secure, good in the long term. It will be somewhat volatile based on economic situations. You know, it's going to do well in a situation like at the moment where we have economic uncertainty. But, you know, in times of, of good economic growth, we you are probably going to see a, a bit of a dip in that. Silver, on the other hand... Um, Obviously, the values in silver are a lot lower, so it's it's more affordable in terms of an investment. Um, it is somewhat more volatile. Usually, when gold goes up, silver is dragged up with it. And and given that there are potentially inherent costs in storing physical silver or gold, you would have to argue that if you're going for gold, which is significantly cheaper per ounce, you need more of it for the same level of investment than you would go to. Then there's more storage issues. Um, however, really, you need to weigh it up on the basis of the long-term investment. And silver is much more broadly used in industrial process. So, you know, when you think about all the things that, that silver is is used in, there's a lot of manufacturing process and one of the big things that's impacting silver and its usability in industry just now is it's needed for lithium batteries. We've got a massive transition towards electric cars over the, ne- over the next period. Huge targets for the governments to meet. All of those lithium batteries that need to be made in silver is a- an extremely reliable conductor <clears throat> and very hard to replace in that manufacturing process given the price of it. So you're going to see a significant demand going forward in manufacturing for silver. And when you think about it, gold will do well in times of economic uncertainty. Silver will do well in times of economic uncertainty because gold tends to drag silver up in terms of its value. But conversely, in economic uh, times of, of, of you know benefit when, when the, the economy is running well, Gold, gold is going to be a bit flat. It's going to be a bit more volatile. It's going to be, you know, uh, not really increasing at the rates that 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 it should, or we would hope it would. But silver is still going to have manufacturing demand, and when times are good in the economy, there's going to be increase in manufacturing, which means there's going to be increased demand for silver. So it's a really strange uh, situation you have with silver that you don't have with with really many investments where. You could see it do well in times of economic uncertainty and you could see it do well in in times of e- economic benefit. So it, it, it really is quite interesting from that perspective. It, okay, it doesn't come with the same tax benefits that gold does. Yes, if you buy 
silver sovereigns or anything that's produced silver from the royal mint. It's a currency, so you're not going to pay capital gains tax, you're not going to pay VAT on that. Um, but investment-grade silver doesn't have the same coverage from a tax perspective that gold does. You, you're still going to be still going to be applicable to VAT if, it, if it's not a royal mint-issued currency uh, coin. So the, 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 the thing about that is that situation is still avoidable. There are companies that will store your silver for you. Uh, and there can be a lot of benefits to not storing yourself, wh whether you're holding physical gold or silver. Um, because, you know, it, it, it's a higher insurance risk for your house. It's a higher safety risk for your family if, if you're holding it. It can be, you know, beneficial to leave it to a firm to to store your, your physical gold or silver. And the added benefit to that is some of these storage companies have bonded vaults where essentially like uh when when something's going through customs a, a bonded area would mean that it's not technically imported into the uk so it's exempt from that and as long as you don't take it out of that vault i.e transfer it uh to your personal um custody then you don't have to pay that VAT. so even although silver does come with this this VAT implication, you can avoid it through some of these storage companies that will put it in a bonded vault for you. Albeit, you know, there will be some storage costs to consider in your overall investment and return. Silver is obviously a, a lot more affordable in terms of an investment because simply because of the price. So if you look at the, the, the current price of silver around about £19 an ounce, versus gold which is 1600 an ounce um it is easier to get in at a lower level of investment on silver and i guess the argument could be you know if if i'm uh if i do have a significant amount to invest why would i put it in silver because there's a, a larger volume of it for the same level of investment than gold which just gives me a storage issue it's, it's a physical storage issue uh and and there are companies out there that, that can store it for you but the big benefit of silver has to go back to the fact that in the long term going forward there are much more industrial applications for silver there's more likely to be industrial demand it is a, a very good conductor which for its price is very difficult to replace in the manufacturing whether it be for medical supplies whether it be for electronics whether it be for lithium batteries and and, and the massive upscale of electrical vehicles silver fundamentally is likely to outstrip demand when it comes to gold going forward i'll be gold is kind of seen as a globally desirable product um silver has much more practical use in industry so even although you've got the downside of of having to store it uh, there are some benefits of going with some of the storage companies that that can that can hold your physical gold or silver for you because you know even although silver doesn't have this tax benefit on the in, the investment grade silver that gold does i.e. Uh, you know exemption from VAT if you hold it in a bonded vault i.e. one of these storage companies that can hold it for you and store it in a bonded vault. On the vault just ultimately means that it's technically not important into the UK, so it, it sits in a VAT-free environment uh, like they have at Customs, uh, and it means you can avoid paying the VAT, and as long as you don't take physical custody of that and, and essentially import it out of that vault, then then you can avoid the VAT in the long term, so that, that can 
give you some efficiency, albeit there will be some cost to factor in in terms of storing that physical silver or gold with with that company. Uh, it can it also has some safety elements in it as well. You know, if you're holding your own physical gold or silver, it's it's more of an insurance risk in your house. It's more of a safety risk if if someone knows that you've got it and and you know you're m- more attractive to someone who might want to steal from you. So. Um, there are there are a few factors to consider when you're talking about physically buying gold or silver, whether it's bullion, whether it's um, uh, these coins from the Royal Mint. Um, obviously, with with gold and silver as well, you can hold it through jewellery, etc. But it's unlikely to to be, you know, a, as beneficial as an investment because you've got this stuff that's influenced by design and craftsmanship and there's a premium there way beyond the cost of the raw material so so those things tend not to be as as good investment unless you know it's it's a limited uh design or or limited uh manufacture so th- those are a few things to consider when you're looking at um silver or gold investments for me the fact that silver has the potential to go up during economic uncertainty and go up during economic uh growth then that that really does say to me that silver could do really well going forward in the future um there are other ways to invest uh, if you want to invest in gold or silver, it doesn't just have to be through physical ownership of bullion or, or coins. You can invest in funds that that hold uh, a quantity of of these materials, and you know the the fund the fund will go up based uh, with with the underlying asset, either gold or silver. So you don't physically have to hold it. Uh, that there are other fees to consider when you go into funds. So so you just have to look at the the entire return uh, minus fees um other other things you know you can invest in gold and silver mining companies and uh, you know however well they do and, and the amount of material they extract you, you can benefit from that and obviously as gold goes up those mining company shares would go up as well um there are as i say other sort of gold backed cryptocurrencies that you can invest in and, and again they will correlate to the the underlying asset uh you know values going forward so there's a lot of different ways you can get into gold uh, and silver investment a lot of people like the tangibility of being able to physically hold these assets Uh, i certainly like the look of the liquidity of it you know the fact that you can hold an appreciating asset and and sell it quite quickly if you need the cash it's a good diversification from from uh the, the currency system which you know is 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 failing at the moment in my my opinion um it's a good store of value over the long term whether you're investing in, in silver or gold the returns have been very similar you know we look at silver at a kager of 4.9 percent from the 19 from 1986 gold very similar 4.8 kager uh from 1986 so question is what's going to happen going forward my expectation is that silver is likely to be better in the long run because of that industrial demand that it has so that has been a broad overview of gold versus silver. It's still something that I'm looking into and, and it's something that I'm really interested in because I do see the issues within the currency system just now. Um, certainly not a good idea for anybody to leave, be leaving more cash in the bank than they need to, to run their life. Uh, and this type of investment 
could be very attractive. The returns aren't perhaps as high as the more risky returns in equities like the S and P five hundred. As I said, that's ten percent plus. You know, so so the return has been about half of that in the same time frame. Uh, those are things to consider. But on balance, you know, there's not going to be uh, an unlimited supply of gold or silver. So that leads to a deflationary asset in the long run, and you will see, you know, prices go up long term. So that's been Gold and Silver. I've been Alex Robertson and thanks for joining us on this wealth journey.